and he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Have you guys heard about the man who was looking up at the sky and decided he would talk to God? So he asked, God, how long is a million years? Well, God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. So then the man asked, well, God, how much is a million dollars? And God replied, well, to me, it's a penny. Then the man asked, God, can I have a penny? (laughs) And God says, sure, in a minute. I have a good word for you this morning. Here it is. Jesus is in the boat. That's it. Now I want you to know that I studied hard this week to come up with that breakthrough revelation. It was kind of strange, but in the Gospels, there's this little subplot that is mentioned several times that caught my attention, and it was when Jesus was starting to hit his stride in his ministry, and throngs of people were coming from everywhere to see him and to touch him and to witnessed the many miracles he was performing. And it was during this short span of time that he performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. He took uh, a few morsels of food, and then he multiplied it exponentially to feed everyone. And then, shortly after that, he fed another 4,000 people the very same way. Then, getting to the point of my story, Jesus gets in a boat with the disciples and heads out across the water. Now, while they're rowing or sailing or whatever they did back then, I'm not sure. But Jesus picks up on the fact that the disciples had discovered that they forgot to bring any food for their trip. In fact, they only had one loaf of bread. And they were talking about it. So Jesus uses their concern over the lack of bread to warn them, in an analogy using bread, of something more important. But... The disciples didn't get it. Instead, the disciples thought that Jesus was upset because they forgot the food. Now, now now that I've set this up, Jesus is getting really frustrated with these guys. And from reading a number of translations of this, I'm going to paraphrase his response. But it had to be something like this. He said, you have got to be kidding have you guys heard nothing that I've said in the last few days? Have your eyes seen nothing that I've done? Were you even there when I fed the 5,000? And how many baskets were left over? And the disciples said, 12, Lord. And Jesus says, when I fed the 4,000, how many baskets were left over then? And they answered, well, there were seven. And then Jesus says, and you guys really think that I'm worried about having enough bread. You can just see Jesus shaking his head in frustration. 
Now, there is a powerful message for us in this story because as ridiculous as it seems that these disciples who had witnessed countless miracles over the past weeks, to think that they were actually worried about the lack of bread, the truth is we are guilty of doing the very same thing today. But let me ask you something. Is there any one of us who can count how many times that we've had the miraculous touch of God on our lives? I mean, how how many of us have been saved by the unexplainable grace of God? How many of us have felt the touch of healing in our body? Has anybody ever, has God ever intervened on your behalf in an impossible situation? Am I talking to anybody here? Who hasn't witnessed his miraculous, saving, healing, supernatural presence? I mean, how many miracles should it take for us to believe? And yet, when our resources get low, we are so capable of doubting and filling up with fear over what's going to happen to us. And when we do that, we can actually frustrate the Lord just like the disciples did. Well, the story went on, but the the disciples ultimately got what Jesus was talking about. And they, of course, became remarkable testaments to the faith. But I still don't want to be like they were that day on the water. Because, you see, all they needed, and all we ever need, is to know that Jesus is in the boat. And he thrives on our dependence. He even demands it of us. And he promises to, to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. You see, God has a purpose behind our every problem. And sometimes you never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. So the next time you feel you're down to your last loaf... That's not the time to worry, but that's the time to expect a God moment because, remember, Jesus is in the boat. Nothing pleases the Lord more than knowing that we trust and depend on Him. Stay tuned to learn how you can trust God to do a work in your life and in your finances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Have you guys heard about the man who was looking up at the sky and decided he would talk to God? So he asked, God, 
How long is a million years? Well, God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. So then the man asked, well, God, how much is a million dollars? And God replied, well, to me, it's a penny. Then the man asked, God, can I have a penny? <laughs> and God says, sure, in a minute. I have a good word for you this morning. Here it is. Jesus is in the boat. That's it. Now, I want you to know that I studied hard this week to come up with that breakthrough revelation. It was kind of strange, but in the Gospels, there's this little subplot that is mentioned several times that caught my attention, and it was when Jesus was starting to hit his stride in his ministry, and throngs of people were coming from everywhere to see him and to touch him and to witness the many miracles he was performing. And it was during this short span of time that he performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. He took uh, a few morsels of food, and then he multiplied it exponentially to feed everyone. And then, shortly after that, he fed another 4,000 people the very same way. Then, getting to the point of my story, Jesus gets in a boat with the disciples and heads out across the water. Now, while they're rowing or sailing or whatever they did back then, I'm not sure. But Jesus picks up on the fact that the disciples had discovered that they forgot to bring any food for their trip. In fact, they only had one loaf of bread. And they were talking about it. So Jesus uses their concern over the lack of bread to warn them, in an analogy using bread, of something more important. But... The disciples didn't get it. Instead, the disciples thought that Jesus was upset because they forgot the food. Now, now, now that I've set this up, Jesus is getting really frustrated with these guys. And from reading a number of translations of this, I'm going to paraphrase his response. But it had to be something like this. He said, you have got to be kidding have you guys heard nothing that I've said in the last few days? Have your eyes seen nothing that I've done? Were you even there when I fed the 5,000? And how many baskets were left over? And the disciples said, 12, Lord. And Jesus says, when I fed the 4,000, how many baskets were left over then? And they answered, well, there were seven. And then Jesus says, and you guys really think that I'm worried about having enough bread. You can just see Jesus shaking his head in frustration. Now, there is a powerful message for us in this story because as ridiculous as it seems that these disciples who had witnessed countless miracles over the past weeks, to think that they were actually worried about the lack of bread, the truth is we are guilty of doing the very same thing today. But let me ask you something. Is there any one of us who can count how many times that we've had the miraculous touch of God on our lives? I mean, how, how many of us have been saved by the unexplainable grace of God? How many of us have felt the touch of healing in our body? Has anybody ever, has God ever intervened on your behalf in an impossible situation? Am I talking to anybody here? Who hasn't witnessed his miraculous, saving, healing, supernatural presence 
I mean, how many miracles should it take for us to believe? And yet, when our resources get low, we are so capable of doubting and filling up with fear over what's going to happen to us. And when we do that, we can actually frustrate the Lord just like the disciples did. Well, the story went on, but the the disciples ultimately got what Jesus was talking about. And they, of course, became remarkable testaments to the faith. But I still don't want to be like they were that day on the water. Because, you see, all they needed and all we ever need is to know that Jesus is in the boat. And he thrives on our dependence. He even demands it of us. And he promises to to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. You see, God has a purpose behind our every problem. And sometimes you never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. So the next time you feel you're down to your last loaf, that's not the time to worry. But that's the time to expect a God moment. Because remember, Jesus is in the boat. Did you know that generosity strengthens your faith? Stay tuned to hear how to tap into God's promises that have benefits beyond this life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked on the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high-power 500-lumen flashlight, chips-on-board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second-generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the bright side. That I want to take a moment to share with you on the power of generosity. You know, I've been fortunate in my life to, to have had some very generous people around, and in, and in every case, and I'm sure you have too, but in every case, these are people who I admire and that uh, I want to be like. And because of them, I've made it a point to notice and to study people who have the gift of generosity. And in studying the phenomenon of generosity, I've found that sometimes even generous people don't know why they're generous or why it's such a good thing to be generous or why it's a big deal that they are generous. They just naturally tend to be that way. But did you know that there are lots of very good reasons why we should all be generous people? 
Now, first of all, generosity is defined several ways. Webster says it's the habit of giving. Others define it as a willingness to give. I found one definition that said it's a spirit of giving. But in all cases, generous people are consistent givers, not only with their money, not only with their money, but with their time and their talents. So why should we all be generous? Well, the first reason to be generous is because it emulates a characteristic of Jesus Christ. Who is more generous than Christ? Who has been more generous to you than Jesus Christ? The word says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. When Christ walked this earth and since he lives in us, no one ever gave of himself like he did. If we're serious about following Christ, we must learn to give of ourselves generously. And that's enough reason right there to be generous. But there's more. The next reason is because generosity defeats materialism in our own life. The word says that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It also says that you can't serve both God and money. You see, God knows that man by himself will always struggle with temptations of material things. But by exercising generosity in our lives, we can overcome that. By placing the needs of others above our own desires, we come to know that the most important things in life are not things. And another reason is because generosity strengthens our faith. It creates a bonding experience with the Lord. The word says your giving proves the reality of your faith. When we give generously, we know that we are tapping into principles and promises that God has for us and that we will experience how they work in our life. And finally, generous giving is an investment in today and eternity. Did you know that? The Word gives us many references to how giving blesses us in our daily life. It says, give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and everything you put your hand to. And the Apostle Paul said, whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So generosity comes back to us in blessings. But what is more exciting than that is how generosity has benefits that go beyond this life. Our generosity doesn't determine how we get to heaven. Our acceptance of Christ who died for our sins does that. But the Lord said, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The Lord wants us to develop a kingdom mentality. And he wants us to understand that our generous spirit is an investment in this life and the next. You know, when I was about 19 years old, I'd started my first business. And I messed up with my largest customer, who was a very 
wise and successful businessman. And I couldn't afford to fix the problem I created. It would essentially put me out of business. So I went to him and I told him I was sorry. And I couldn't fix it. But I would do anything he asked me to. He said, Bob, I know you can't fix the problem. And I'm going to take care of this for you. Because I believe you'll learn something from it. I never forgot that tremendous act of generosity to me. And what I learned was one of the greatest lessons of my life. You see, the power of generosity in our life doesn't have anything to do with what we give up of what we have. It's about how our life is enriched because of our generosity to others and what we can become by emulating the character of Christ in our daily life. Do you sometimes feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you say, I wish I could be more generous, but I just can't? If that's you, you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. I know the Lord will help you get your generous spirit breathing alive in your life again. We simply have to reach out to others with our time and our talent and with whatever resources we have. And when we do that, this generous spirit that's inspired by God will stir us and, and change us. And God will bless you in ways that you can not even imagine. And when we do that, I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.